0: you're listening to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast, follow us on Instagram at let's underscore talk underscore Knicks or on Twitter at Let's Talk Knicks. Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast. where We talk New York Knicks basketball and other news around the NBA and sports. I am Jason Talbot, with me of course, none other than Marcus Chinqui, and special guest, you know his name, it's Roger Fish. Marcus, I'll ask you first, how the hell are
1: you? Oh, I'm doing as good as (laughs) as can be, and uh, yeah, you know, a little toasty out here today, nice 80 degrees, sun shining, blue skies. No complaints just yet, but yeah, feeling feeling pretty good. Rod, is that the Roger Fish friend of the show? Yeah.
2: I'm doing great. I'm also doing really well. Um, just bought a home. I moved. That's big. My wife is pregnant. I got a lot of things uh, cooking, but uh, oh, since we last saw you, it's yeah. a whole new, it's been, new been guy. a couple wow. months. <laughs> yeah, I've really been doing a lot of things, but uh, yeah, no, life's good. Feeling good. Glad to be back. Good to have you back, man. Good to see you and hear you. Yeah, I've been trying to uh, get a uh, get a nice little happy hour a Zoom happy hour going with you. Um, quite a bit. I feel like it's been a, it's been a goal <laughs> you, of mine. You
0: ask pretty often, uh,
2: and it has not come to fruition. So I just figured I would take this opportunity to uh, record my voice into a microphone and drink beer, and it would be just the same.
1: Yeah, we it gotta. Would- Got some cold ones open, and yeah. you know we're just—I'll
0: yeah. give you—I'll I'll throw some kudos your way. very well executed plan. Thank you. Immediately you asked to do the podcast, we're like, yeah, let's do it right now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Been waiting uh, for this man. moment. Uh, yeah, we've we've been gone for a little bit. Episode thirty-nine. A uh, lot, lot to talk about. A lot of NBA news. Uh, I will say, I'm a little behind on what's going on. There's there's been a lot. Been a little busy. Got the pregnant wife also. Uh, high five. Virtual. <laughs> um, so, Marcus, you're, you're my go-to guy of this podcast. I, I, I need a little help. I'm, I'm going to assume Roger, I'm not sure if he knows what's going on either in the NBA world.
2: Not a clue. I mean, he's
1: not up. A he asks questions. <laughs> he, knows, probably, he knows
0: what's going I, <laughs> on. He I'm knows. sure he knows more than me at this point. I've You know, I'm on the gram. I'm, I'm following. I'm hearing stuff about. I, I saw some Disney World stuff. I'm yeah, I'm that weird Disney guy. That's fine. I'll, I'll take that label. Uh, but I'm, I'm hoping uh, you can give me a little insight here. I need I need like a, a nice recap of what, what's going on.
1: Uh, yeah, so I mean, NBA's coming back. That's as much as we know. The, that's old news. 31st. Yep. Actually, no, the 30th. It's funny. They said it was like the 31st and then they said, oh, they're going to move it up and to just July 30th. So it's a day. That they move things up. But they've set everything in place of, you know, 22 teams coming back. They're going to have to play in. And now it's all about the protocols that are going in because everybody's nervous. You know, they want, everyone wants to make sure that they're safe. And they released a document of over 100 pages of what all the protocols are supposed to be going into Florida. So everything's happening in Orlando. The Orlando Bubble, as they're as they're affectionately yep. calling it, and so like the first thing I saw, which I thought was kind of funny, and like, the internet is having some fun with, is that they've broken up everybody into three different hotels. So I'm sure you know better than on the I on do, the property of just like what throughout. the different resorts are and. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I know you, way you too spent much some time in Disney World, you know. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got the uh the Grand Destino. You know that one?
0: I don't know that one.
1: So it's like it's the newest one. They opened it last okay. year. But the top seeds are all staying there. So you got the Bucks, the Lakers, the Raptors, Clippers, Celtics, Nuggets, Jazz and Heat are all staying in that one. That's like the newest okay. one. I'm sure it's lovely. And then the Grand, For- the Grand Floridian.
0: Oh, I know all about that Grand Floridian. So is, that one,
1: is that one nice? Because they say oh, that one's dude, even it, more it's, expensive. It's a
0: palace. It's, it's, it's one of the monorail hotels that will take you to directly to the Magic Kingdom or the <laughs> World Transportation Center that can take you right over to Epcot. Um, <laughs> you sound like you have like, the recording on the train. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually know start. when they say, they say please stay in clear of the doors. I know the Spanish... Of that (laughs) that they say on the monorail, and I haven't been I haven't been to Disney in a while, but proceed. And
1: then the yacht club is the uh, is the third one, and that's where the Blazers, Kings, Pelicans, Spurs, Suns, and Wizards are all the teams that essentially have to play in for those final spots. So, I mean, on paper it sounds like they put the worst teams in the worst hotels, but I'm sure.
0: Oh, I don't know about the new None hotel, but bad. If, it, if it's brand new, those are the prime hotels. I, I if I had to guess which hotels they would stay at, Grand Floridian and the Yacht Club would have been uh, high on my list. So,
1: and the uh, like the Yacht Club, I think is the second most expensive one, but it's connected to the beach, club. the general public. So that's going to be Correct. an issue. I don't know if they're gonna what they're gonna do to figure that out. Interesting, but then they also have. You know, like all the amenities and stuff. So, like they have, they'll have a, a DJ booth that they can go down to at the club. They got a VIP thing set up. They can have. I think it said up to every team can have up to thirty members. So that includes like, you know, the coaches and you know the uh, trainers and stuff. I saw even content creators. At least one, I think, is allowed per team. They got ping pong set up, but you can't play doubles. You can only play singles. They're just trying to keep everyone, you know, keep that's everything the safe. That yeah, is, yeah. Everything I want to see that page,
0: page the hundred-page document. Let's post that up on uh, on Twitter.
1: So that's and then they have like breakdowns of, you know, what the I mean, the main arena. Pretty nice. I don't. Uh, Amway Arena. Yeah. I'm not sure which one it is, but it's yeah, it's pretty nice. Is that well, good. And they got is the
2: Amway Arena where Magic play.
1: No, it's, like, it's like on the Disney campus. This
2: is on Disney campus, got it.
1: So they have like the training facilities and the practice courts and stuff. So they're going to have like all, they're going to have at least three arenas in play per day. So it's going to, it sounds like it's going to be like a March Madness type of thing. which sounds Yeah, it, it sounds like an awesome invitational
0: type tournament. And I mean, these guys have to live there. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's one
1: of the crazy things is like, so essentially, I'm not sure the exact number, but approximately six weeks, I think, until anybody could see a family member right. or yeah. have any friends come in or anything. So they're all just going to be stuck together, which, sure. you know, it happens. You know, that's what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, so taking
0: the precautions here. You know, you can't you can't risk anything. It's a tight ship. Uh, and
1: he said, like, if players are uncomfortable, they don't have to come. You know, they're not going to be penalized for not showing up, but they will be docked paid because they're not playing. So, and I feel like that's, you know, the the so, president of the Players Association was like, yeah, they're doing everything other than, like, hermetically sealing them inside, you know, like, plastic. Like, they're do- doing everything they can and- to keep them safe, but...
0: And if I'm correct, if someone were to leave the premise, they have to go into a quarantine. I think I read that for like two weeks where they would ultimately kind of be suspended from playing because they didn't follow the rules. Yeah. And now have to make sure that they're safe. Quarantine. Yeah.
1: And aside from the ping pong thing, I think the next best one is <laughs> the uh, the hotline that's open for players to call out someone else if they see them breaking any of the rules. Yeah. Like uh, that's so, gonna happen. I just saw
2: LeBron James without a without a mask and like <laughs> actually <laughs> Somebody, and somebody's gonna yeah. be walking yeah.
1: around and just snatch Braun's uh yeah, his mask totally off. off and you're gonna have Westbrook in the top saying, like, I see him. Yeah. He doesn't have the mask on, we gotta get him out of here. I'd like to submit a Man. complaint. Uh, so it's kinda yeah, it's kinda crazy what uh like what's your what's your take on how how this is all being handled and what they're going through.
0: i'd I'd like to hear roger i'd like i'd like to hear
2: your your take first listen in a world of no sports any sports i think is better right so i mean i'm all for trying something um i think i have a couple concerns with how it's all gonna play out i mean a you're gonna have guys that are super close to each other with with coronavirus numbers still going up on the daily it seems like so I I mean you you get one guy who has it and and who knows what you know stems from all of it I also have real struggles wondering you know most of these guys 19 20 21 years old are going to be without any other people i.e. friends i.e. family i.e. girlfriends i.e. wives for a long, long time, I will be interested to see how that all plays out. So, <laughs> listen, as a person who wants sports, and and I'm sure uh, I'm not alone in this. I think everybody out there is is feening for for something else to talk about than than what's going on in in the real world. I think I I think that that's great, and I'd love to see it. But man, I got lots of questions about if it's actually going to work out. And then
1: to that, uh, I mean, it should go to mention that um, you know there's supposed to be. I think they get tested every day or something like that. They got some crazy thing. Like, they're going to be tested all the time. So, even before they come, I think training camps and reporting to facilities, that all starts the first week of July. So, like, they all meet in, say, you know, they all meet in their home city and gather together there and do, like, you know, voluntary workouts and stuff. And then they get tested before they leave to Orlando. And then I think they do it again, like... After a couple days, once they're there, so and they, I think what they've gotten is the quick turnaround on it, so they can do it like the day of. But apparently, if somebody does test positive for it, it's not going to be, you know, shut down everything because they're hopeful that the numbers will stay low. That if one person does get it or one or two people, they just have to quarantine them, and you know, it's same as if you know somebody. Got an injury during the playoffs and they got to sit out for a few days i mean granted it's 14 but you know that's dem's the break so that's part <laughs> of what is how they're gonna do it and it sounds like you know again like rock said you never know how it's like it all could look good on paper but who knows how it's actually going to play out because these are humans you don't know like who's gonna go just go wandering wandering around and like hopefully they're disciplined enough to not do it but You never know. Somebody who's delivering food, you don't know where they came from. We saw Jordan getting food poisoning.
2: And then you got guys like Greg Popovich and and coaches like that who are reaching good into their 70s, who are going to be even at higher risk. And I know there was talks at one point about having older coaches coaching from from the locker room. I'm sure that didn't go over very well with good old Pop. But, you know, there's just so many. You know, I I think that it will be really interesting to see how it plays out. I imagine the MLB and the NFL and, and everybody else are are watching uh very eagerly to see how how this all kind of comes to fruition because there's probably a lot of
1: lessons to learn with with all of this. Yeah, and the I... same coming from uh I mean not I mean not the same but in the same week like the, the other story coming out was that they're going to still play the US Open this year and a lot of players are iffy about that although tennis seems to be one of the few sports that actually lends itself well to being played in this situation because you literally don't have to be next to anybody. And it's just one-on-one. You're 50 feet apart. So a lot of players don't like it, but they think the the rules are too strict on what it's making them do. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, as usual, I think the NBA is taking the lead on stuff and they kind of are going to set the groundwork. We'll see what... What does end up happening?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. It's like the NBA, of course, they're the ones going to take the lead and try this out. And I think, I mean, the guidelines, I mean, they're, they got rules down to the ping pong. They are are (laughs) ready to go. I mean, come on, like Adam Silver. Great job. I love it. Uh, I think, as Roger said, as fans, we just want some sports. I mean, I was watching uh, golf this weekend. No fans. It was still great. I loved every second of it. I mean, it was kind of boring, but I mean, but with there's golf, live sports. How, how often? Hey, I'm a golf fan. Hey, don't yeah. hate. I'm a golf fan, <laughs> and just being able to watch some sports that isn't a bunch of guys from the '80s playing, and this is actually <laughs> happening right now was, and it was meaningful, and there was competition. I love to see it. I think the NBA is doing a great job. I, I am with you guys. I have the same concerns of like, is this actually going to work, and like. There's going to be some problems like you're going to be watching some games. Then all of a sudden, yeah, like, Oh, Anthony Davis is out for the remainder of the playoffs because he tested positive. How's that going to go? Like fans are going to be up or all Lakers got robbed, blah, blah, blah. And like, that'll all be short term and everything else. But I'm glad to see it. I think they're taking the right precautions. I'm excited for it. Uh, I guess we just gotta see i I don't know this is like kind of crazy, <laughs> like yeah I mean I, I don't even still, know how to feel about all this
1: and then the the flip side to it and and what is probably the bigger conversation happening around it is the players that don't wanna go because of not just because of corona but because of what is going on in the world socially and politically, and you have outspoken guys like. Kyrie and Dwight Howard that are making most of the headlines saying they don't want to play because they think it's going to take away from the social causes that are going on. And to that, I say, I think they're wrong. And mainly because they don't, they're like, oh, we, we, we don't want to play and take away from this. And we want the NBA to do something. But it's like, okay. What do you want them to do? You have you you're using this platform now. Tell them what change you want to see. Don't just make blanketed statements like Kyrie likes to say crazy things here and then. But it's like okay, give us give us something that you want. And by choosing not to play, granted Kyrie wasn't going to be playing anyway, so right. you know he could say what he wants. But they're saying that basketball would become a distraction. And yes, we've even said just now, you know, like everyone kind of wants sports back as something, but it's also going to be the largest platform in the world because everybody is going to be watching it. So you can use that to say what you want and the money you make from playing these games, you can give that money back to any cause you want. You know, like you're there's so much you can do with this by saying, oh, we're not going to play because it's a distraction I think is wrong. And it's not like this is just becoming an issue. This has been an issue for a long time. You're just... It's just at the forefront now, so you feel like you can say something. But people have been talking about this for a long time. And Surprisingly, LeBron's the one guy who hasn't really said anything. And from what I hear, it's like he's fine with just playing the games out because he doesn't think it's going to take away from anything he does off the court, which is probably true. So... uh. Yeah, I heard Dwight Howard kind of tried to backtrack on what he said, but <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, granted you could say they're showing up late and saying all this stuff because it's been going on for so long, but, you know, use your platform. That's what it's all, that's what it's about. You know, people want to take, like entertainers, they like, oh, there should be no entertainment, nothing, everyone should be sticking to this. I mean, Dave Chappelle is the only one only performance to come out recently, but he used yeah. it to say what he wanted to say, right. and that's how he used his platform to do it. Like Kyrie, I don't know if he's the best guy to be speaking for everybody, but
0: that's me. I I, I agree with you completely, and I mean Kyrie, you, you never know what you're gonna get with Kyrie. Uh, I, mean, is I flat,
1: just so who knows,
0: and <laughs> I just think with this whole setup. I mean, it's been very clear. Every player can decide what they want to do. They've put this together. Each player can decide if they want to play in this thing. You don't have to. Yes, you don't get paid if you don't play or if you're not participating, which makes sense. Like, why would you get paid if you're not going to participate in it? But if you don't want to, that's fine. I think Kyrie should just make the best decision for himself. And as you said, it's just a little odd that he's just speaking on behalf of everybody when no one's asking him to speak on behalf of them. So if he doesn't want to play, he's allowed to share his opinions, of course. And I think I agree with you. I don't necessarily agree with them, But I would just say, just don't participate and just leave it at that. And, and you make that decision. And, and And that's it. And that's just the end of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll repeat a lot of what you guys said. First off, I don't think if you're, you know, backing a social coalition, do you want the two people leading that social coalition to be Dwight Howard and Kyrie Irving? I mean, they've both proven not to be the the the, the best as far as uh, uh, leaders and or people that make the the best decisions always. So I would say that that's that's number one. I would also say that it sounds like there are a lot of players that not only are not agreeing with him but that are vehemently disagreeing with him. I mean, Ie Austin Rivers has come out, I think Kyle Corver has come out. There's been other players that have come out and say, "No, this is absolutely the time to to play." And I think Marcus, you hit you definitely uh, hit it on the nose. I mean, this is their platform. This is their opportunity. Nobody's going to I mean, yeah, Kyrie Irving can talk and and Dwight Howard can talk whenever and people will always listen, but if you're, you know, in in the playoffs and you're on TV and you're playing and millions of people are watching your games and then you're talking about it after the games, before the games, you're wearing the T-shirts, you're bringing it up in the interviews, that's really how you get traction. So this is an opportunity to actually continue the conversation and continue to make it... Uh, at the, very much at the forefront. So I, I think it's crazy. And, you know, there's been a long precedent for social justice and sports to be intertwined, right? I mean, if you go back to Kareem abdul barr and Jesse Owens and Jim Brown and go on and on and on. So, I mean, I think that sports and social justice go super hand in hand. And I think that, you know, not playing is, is, is a disservice if the opportunity lends itself.
0: Thank you. Love we'll it.
2: And that's all I have to
0: say about I that. Think, I, I, it sounds like we're all in agreement. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're it, seeing it, players like, you know, uh, Kendrick Perkins just like went in on Kyrie you know, the other Kendrick day. Perkins
0: is always He's on always social media. Opinion, yeah. it, I mean, every, I feel like every week there's something about Kendrick Perkins. It's unbelievable. They He's like more Kyrie. popular now than when he was a player.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean. I...
2: <laughs> but Kyrie, man, I oh, let me just continue. I mean, here's the thing you 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 go to you you're obviously a smart guy you you went to a good school you're obviously intelligent and well spoken but you know when you're a person in the spotlight that kids look up to and you say things like the earth is flat, like that immediately <laughs> takes do, away all of your <laughs> credibility. And then you're part of a team that's supposedly supposed to be with the best team and, and easily go to the to the uh the finals in the Boston Celtics and they're worse with you than they are without you. Like you gotta start questioning not only the kind of judgment he has, but the kind of leader he is and the kind of the way he interacts with players and the way he interacts with people. So, I don't know, man. He He's always kind of – I've always questioned just his judgment and the way he conducts himself, and this is not helping his cause. Yeah,
1: and I think it's come out, like, many, many times, people questioning his leadership. And yeah. that's why I don't even know how he got the role of vice president of the Players Association or whatever he is. Like, <laughs> I know Chris Paul is the president. And, like, who said that Kyrie would be a good decision <laughs> to, to have there? And – Then like K D coming out and calling Kendrick Perkins a sellout just because he wants just because he doesn't agree with Kyrie Irving. But it's like everyone's entitled to have an opinion. You know, like you can say what you want. You don't have to agree with everybody. But you know, and I think that was you know, if KD wants to say something about it, he can. Yeah. But you don't have to go attacking it's, him and Kendrick Perkins. I think just have their own thing do. going yeah. on. And but again, KD's going not playing. This I also
2: heard Kyrie's not playing this year, so it's a lot easier to say these <laughs> yeah, it's easy things. I don't to actually say that, have the option. I'm not going to play. Get on the I court. will not
0: play. Yeah. I choose not to run. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I heard also that Kyrie was potentially messaging players on the team, encouraging them not to play. Uh, which I thought, I don't know if that was true.
1: I haven't heard. I have heard like something sort of like that, but I think it's not true. Yeah, like it no, sounds like exactly it could be true, what, but uh, when it comes to I, him, who knows? Who knows? I just true.
0: think everyone's got to make a decision for themselves. And I think my favorite thing that I did see was Patrick Beverly made a comment, and he basically yeah. said, "We're all going to do it what LeBron does. Like we're exactly. looking at LeBron. <laughs> he is, he is our leader. And I mean, as you said, LeBron's always kind of He's been very outspoken about social issues, um, even before everything was going on uh, up to this point. We sometimes hate on LeBron a little bit. He just he bugs us, but LeBron is usually on the right side of any argument, and he is a good spokesperson for the NBA. Like, I, I like LeBron, the guy, like And,
1: and that's the thing, like, I think everyone's waiting to hear what he's going to say. The fact that he hasn't said anything is interesting, and, but curious like what it's going to be. And let's be honest, nobody
2: has more to lose. Nobody lost more from this season than LeBron, right? LeBron is, what, 35 years old, 36 years old? Yeah. And was heading potentially towards an MVP season and, and was on a team – Okay, you can smile. I mean, potentially an MVP season and potentially winning another championship that's only going to further enhance his legacy. So the fact that he doesn't have that many of those years left, he was playing great, and he got basically the season taken away from him. So. Out of all the people that I feel most bad about with this season, and I'm definitely, as you guys know, I'm a big LeBron fan. I mean, <laughs> yeah, LeBron no. is the one that I feel most bad for because I do think he was definitely on to furthering his legacy and and furthering helping. Man, if he'd gotten another MVP and he'd gotten another championship, I know those were big ifs, but if he had three teams, three championships, three MVPs at different places, that's good. that means something. Yeah.
0: That would that would completely solidify his runner-up position to Michael Jordan. You know, he would for sure be the number two uh, best of all time.
2: <laughs> Sorry, <Unless> I almost <laughs> did <a> spit. <laughs> dick.
0: Oh man, um, God, that ping pong thing. I, I'm not gonna <laughs> stop thinking about that all night. No doubles.
1: That was. The, I forget who it was that commented on it but they were like <laughs> the fact that they couldn't play doubles in ping pong was just like the he was so yeah. angry we're just like this is gonna ruin like it's gonna ruin my whole time there we yeah. you gotta play double can you it's imagine just, uh, Kawhi you catch that picture
0: with lebron and anthony davis playing doubles and then they, the lakers are out <laughs> they get knocked out of the playoffs yeah, I'm oh i'm not good at singles man i need I need, <laughs> I need that support system uh
1: lefty and a righty that's the yeah the ideal ping um, pong situation we playing double
0: yeah so okay so i mean i we're in agreement we're we're hoping for the best we want this to work um i can't take another horse challenge i think we can all accept that uh whoo man nba july so july 30th now it's just that that's july the only, 30th like 30th it's supposed okay. to
1: be the kickoff
0: yeah and hey, man they get to mate, chill mate. in uh, disney world lucky guys I mean so can yeah, I ask a question? That, like, so, so what's sucks, the deal but, with yeah, Disney yeah. <laughs> World? Is, it, is
2: Disney World itself as a place opening? Isn't I think Disney <laughs> Sorry, World I think Disney World is opening. Isn't Disney World opening in mid July? I'm pretty sure it is.
1: But yes. they saw so that that's part of it too, is that like the that uh the yacht club hotel is supposed to be like they can't fully isolate them there because yeah. A lot of people, when they open the parks, people are going to be there. So it's like, okay, so how are they going to do this?
0: A little inside baseball. The Yacht Club, also known as the Beach and Yacht Club, there's the Beach Club that is connected to the Yacht Club, also connected to the Boardwalk Hotel, all in a very close proximity, which also you can walk to Epcot from the hotel. A lot of traffic. I'm actually surprised. That they are using that as one of the hotels. It is very nice, but with everything going on,
1: uh, you should have been the consultant for this. One, uh, you know a silver, a I'm waiting for that man. call, man. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm waiting. I haven't been to so. Disney World since I was maybe like ten. I think like nine or ten years old. Probably a whole different place right now.
2: Yeah, they're opening Disney World. You're not going to be able to hug. The, you're not going to be able to hug any of the, the mascots. So you're not going to be able to go up to Mickey and give him a hug.
0: No, like, no characters. No characters. So there's no yeah. characters. There's no no. Six autographs. feet for a line. You Leave know how long the lines are going
2: to be? The lines are going to go out to, through Orlando and maybe hit Tampa. I mean, that's a long line if you got six feet between what's already a, a crazy amount of people as is. That seems like a lot. And here's the craziest thing that I heard is that, like, remember back in the 80s and 90s when they had, like, smoking sections? They are going to have a non-mask section at Disney World where you could just go there and just say, fuck it, take off your <laughs> mask and just live wildly. Are
1: uh-huh. they serious? Like, I mean, Florida uh-huh. just... <laughs> Florida. I think, like, they just opened bars last week and they shut them down again yesterday yeah. because the corona number spiked. I was like, obviously they're going to spike. Like, you can't... You know, it's, I don't know, Florida's special. And <laughs> surprised they haven't been, like, disconnected from the country and just floated off into the Atlantic Ocean.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I Is it a possibility that they start this thing up and it completely goes wrong and a ton of players get coronavirus and it's just a disaster?
1: I'd say it's a huge possibility. Yeah, I agree. You
0: know,
1: it's also just in how... How tightly the players are gonna follow these rules, and
0: I think they will. I think they will. The NBA players are are pretty close to one another. They got a strong bond. I think they're gonna come together and you know keep it close. There's a couple crazies out there. We're, we should be thankful that yeah, maybe Kyrie can't play and isn't going because <laughs> if there was gonna be a guy who was gonna like screw this whole thing up, Kyrie's gonna be <laughs> playing doubles. He's the first guy that we playing doubles big five. Like, you know. Oh, man. That was good. (laughs) Um, Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, Do we even talk anything about the Knicks? Uh, Does it matter?
1: Leave it to the Knicks. I I mean, as far as we know, the Knicks, yeah, they they expanded it to 22 teams. teams, And the Knicks can't make it. Although, I would have preferred that they just didn't because we would have just seen them get rocked and it would have been upsetting.
0: I want to just... I got to bring it up. Do you remember the last Knicks game against the Hawks? How mad I was when they won that game in double – was double overtime they went to? Yep. And I was I like, you <laughs> wait for this last freaking game. You know. They told you. They told the players this is going to be your last game. You lose that game. You up our chances for a lottery pick. I'm telling you. We'll figure it out when it's all said and done of where the Knicks would have been, and I bet you that's the one pick calling it now they would have been because it was
1: it would have been like a game and a half difference i think right between like six seven and eight
0: i think they would have moved up like two or three spots because it's so close at the bottom and and that that could mean a lot of things because the percentages now of getting those lottery picks are very close i understand that but i'm i'm just telling you winning that game was the most Knicks thing oh god i'm telling you Heard it here first.
1: <laughs> I remember you were very, very upset. I was.
0: Great game. Good win. Was,
1: <laughs> yeah, that was the day everything happened. Like on my on my thirty fourth birthday, packing boxes, watching that game, eating a slice of pizza, and then the whole world <laughs> From went, where? went crazy. From where? Oh, my little. Oh yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Man. You know. You know
0: that. One day I'll so, go back. One day.
1: <laughs>
0: but in other
1: like in I guess continuing Nick news is that. Apparently everybody is interviewing for this coaching job.
0: Roger, like, when is your, your interviews tomorrow? At yeah two? Three fifteen.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh I'm not even gonna show up in a tie. I'm just going
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna go cut off T shirt like, and
2: just two, two, two buttons. Just yeah, a little, and little and scraps of paper with uh, with the uh the Princeton offense. Yeah. I uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't have I don't have high hopes for you guys. Who do we think uh who do we think's got the uh the, the the head star who do we think is uh, prime candidates who would you guys I mean, want to see when they in a dream world take take the reins as the head coach for the even when they say coach?
1: they're going to interview all these guys it always it always ends with but Tom Thibodeau is the is the first front choice runner.
0: him and forever. Atkinson seems to be the uh the, the front runners and i just want to say one thing i'm sorry, I'm getting a little heated right now cuz we're talking about the Knicks and i'm always angry but it's what i always talk about with the Knicks, the way they talk about things, it's like they don't know what they're doing. And the fact that you're putting out there that we're going to interview all these coaches makes me believe they don't know what they're doing. And like, why do you need to interview that many coaches? You guys should have had these names. And even make me feel better and narrow it down to like, hey, we're going to start the interview process with these four guys. And there should be like a common thread between these four guys because this is the style of coach we want. Instead, it's just like... It's everybody. I mean, I, I'm waiting. I, I, I got the I, the IG feed going right now. I'm waiting to see who the next rumor is going to be. I'm surprised Becky um, hasn't
1: gotten the call, but um, or Raj loves that pick. She doesn't <laughs> want that jab.
0: She can do better than that. Uh, I mean, even and I'm wondering too. Is it really just because of the ten guys that they're going to name? Nine of them are probably going to be like, uh, I'm okay. No, <laughs> no interview. I'm. I'm set.
1: Cause yeah, they keep throwing these <laughs> names out, but I think they always want to say, "Oh, we just wanted to do our due diligence and talk to as many people as can." It's like, yeah, you did that already before you hired Fizdale, and they hi- interviewed all these guys. That was two years ago. Now you're doing it's a lot of like assisting coaches and stuff. Like you got some like one guy's an assistant on the Sixers, one from the Spurs, so yeah. they're coming from good places, but. It's like you know, you know who you, you want. Just go and take them. You Same know, what it, thing with any job interview it drives yeah. me nuts. And you you me. know what it
0: reminds me of too? Of like, I'm just imagining interviewing Tom Thibodeau. It's like when you watch Shark Tank, and the guy who's pitching his like sponge
1: yeah. that's
0: also a lawnmower or whatever the stupid thing is, <laughs> and then Mark Cuban's like, "All right, I'll give you the hundred thousand dollars for for ten percent. What you ask for?" And then he goes, "Well, let me ask you, like, so what are you going to do for my business?" And he's just like, "Are, are you serious?" <laughs> yeah. Like, really?
1: Okay. I just made you an offer. You got 10 seconds to take it, or I'm pulling yeah. the offer. That's, yeah. that's the Cuban just, way to do it. A, I don't know.
2: That's a pretty great analogy. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. That's pretty spot on. I watch on a that.
0: lot. Of, honestly, that just says that I watch a lot of Shark Tank. A lot of Shark Tank. How <laughs> do you guys really feel? Tom
2: analogies. Thibodeau is the
1: guy. How do we feel about that? I mean, I still prefer Tibbs. I know, Rod, I know you're not a fan. Like, you had some, some choice words. I
0: mean, really?
2: Let yeah, me, let's hear it. I'm not a fan at all. I mean, I think We did a whole episode
0: about Tibbs. Uh, let's let's hear it. Well,
2: here's the thing. I mean, I think Jason hit it on the head. I, there's no vision. And again, I don't know what bringing a guy and truthfully, if you've ever heard the the dude talk as a basketball analysis, he's not that intelligent. Like I've heard, I've listened to him a couple times and I'm like, "How did you have success because you sound a little bit like a bumbling idiot. So, listen, I know he had success as Doc Rivers' assistant. I know he had success with the Bulls for a couple of years. But I have two things. A, I think that it shows no vision. Like, it, I don't know what that tells people. Like, we're bringing in a guy who hasn't coached in two years, who has a, a checkered past from former players, who people either love him or hate him. There's nothing that, like, clearly makes sense about bringing him on, except that he's had some success. And I also think that there's a potential that the game has passed him by a little bit. I mean, this is the definition of hard nose, do it my way or get out. And you know what? In the NBA world, you're going to lose that battle. John Beline just showed us that. When you want to be an authoritarian to a bunch of 19-year-olds who are making $15 million more than you are, you're not going to win the battle between do it my way or get out. The players are going to get together and say, "No, you get out. We don't we don't need you, old man." <laughs> so, I think honestly that that is a weird weird hire. If I were them, I would get somebody young who the players respected who could they they could help groom. It doesn't need to be a sexy name, it doesn't need to be a big splashy hire. They just need somebody who can who, you know, who can just relate to them, communicate
0: with them, help them get better. That's what I would do. I, I got to tell you, Roger, you make a lot of good points. And I think everyone on that side of the argument would agree with you of why they don't like Tibbs. Um, I, I I can't argue that. And I will say, actually, since our episode where we did talk a lot about Thibodeau and what we like about him and doing more research, I think you're right. Um, I think... Kenny Atkinson has become more intriguing for me when I really look at his resume and what he got out of the Brooklyn Nets and even just the fact that if it were to work out, it sticks it to the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> that they got rid of this guy and, and brought in Kyrie and Katie and it doesn't work out. Um, so it's a little bit less of a, a little bit less pressure, too, than if you bring in a guy like Thibodeau, because if you bring in Thibodeau, it's going to be right away this better start working out. And I better see the, the first hiccup. It's just going to be, it could, the domino effect could start right away. And just like the disaster. And he's going to have to be in front of that camera with the media. And that's another thing that I don't think we talked about enough of just like, I mean, you saw it with Phil Jackson who watching the last dance, you see this guy. I mean, he's Phil Jackson. Guy's got 10 rings. Guy's unbelievable. But every time he talked to the media, we were just like, Oh God, here we go. Eleven. You see how, uh, guys, greater than I even I think he is. So, uh, I I'm I starting mean, to see the concerns more. The love the love fest of of Tom Thibodeau is is dying down a little bit. I still like it as an option. I uh, mean, but. I
1: still I still stand by wanting Tibbs to be the guy. I don't like. I mean, I I guess I get it of Kenny Atkinson, but people are just like. Loving Kenny, and I don't yeah. really understand the height of that love for him. Like he had one good season with the Nets, and yes, he saw them get a little better, a little better. He's only there, for like two and a half seasons or three seasons, and you know, like yeah, they got they they did pretty well. But who's to say like that it was because of him? You don't really know. Like I don't I don't know enough. I don't watch enough net games. To really see how they play Like they play hard You want that But I feel like I still feel like Tibbs is just I feel like he's still A better overall coach When it comes to Just for coaching And you see like What other players Have said about him You know like All the guys that were On those Bulls teams They all agree That he's a good coach And you can't put the blame On him in yeah. Minnesota That you know and, he, he, he got them to the playoffs to yeah. the playoffs In like 14 years and he got, and he still got them there. But you know, some guys, you know, Towns was hurt. Wiggins is kind of a wild card and always has been. Jimmy Butler was the one guy that he wanted to be there, and he had nothing but love for Tom Thibodeau. He's like he turned him into player he is, and he's one of the best players in the league. So has the has the league passed him by? I don't think so. I think it's just a matter of these. It's that like you're dealing again with 19, 20 year old kids that you either get the ones that think they're too cool for school or you get the ones that can be molded and will listen. And they're at that age where you can, you know, help them that, develop. Yeah, but you got to so have a general
2: manager that's going to be able to find those guys. And you guys don't have that guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you stink. We'll see. I think Frank wants to listen. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, and that's what we talked for about. Eight on points the last a game episode. he wants like, to listen. Like, that's what we like about Thibodeau. We think he's a guy who can come in and he's just going to boss these young guys around. So, well, we'll see, man. I mean, let's be honest, too. With the Knicks, like, I think it's going to get weird, man. It could be a lost
1: cause I, for whoever becomes a coach. Like
0: I, I saw rumors about Jason Kidd the other day. I was like, oh, my, here we go. Here we go.
1: I mean, headband kid?
0: <laughs> oh, the- I, I, mean. I don't know. Who do you who do you think should be the coach of the Knicks, Roger? I honestly I do think, do you, think, you, I think you
2: made a great point, man. You bring in a guy like Thibodeau, you bring in a guy like Jason Kidd. It comes with so much baggage. That's I right. think you want a guy with no baggage. Bring in a guy that nobody's heard of. Bring in an just assistant a, just coach. Carry on. How yeah.
0: about how about a guy named Mike Miller?
2: Fine. Big sure, Mike, Miller keep fine. the dude. Quack, quack, keep quack, quack. him. That's fine. Like that, I think in it's a world in a play in a I city he stays that's, on the staff. Yeah, I, I mean, in so a city sad, that man. has so much hubbub, I just would say bring in somebody who's non-discreet, who doesn't have a target on his back, who knows player development, who's not going to be You don't want your coach in a in a situation that's already so messed up to be a spotlight or to be something that people are talking about. You want your coach to be boring. You want your coach to just do the job and get the players better, especially where you currently are constructed. So, I would go to I would go to the Spurs, I'd go to the Raptors, I'd go to the best teams. I'd find an assistant coach Or an upcoming coach who's on the rise who I think can help develop these young players, work with the GM, have that partnership to kind of define a vision and really think through this is what I want my team to look like. And that's what I do. And if I was an owner that had any sense, I would say this is your team for the next five years. You're going to be shitty for the first three. You're going to be a little bit better after year four. And then by year five, hopefully you'll make the playoffs. And that would be what a good owner would do. Obviously, you guys. Are yeah, so far I was gonna say the but I the get, second half of that yeah, whole thing. Like, I don't know what team you're talking about. But
0: that's, <laughs> no, that's, I get that's that. not happening. York, I get, you
2: guys, that's not the, the, the hand you've been dealt. But I it, but I think that that is the plan. That if I were an owner, I, I, honestly, my number one thing is I consistency. I would try and find somebody I really really like, and I would try to pair them with a really good general manager, and I would try to keep them together as long as possible.
1: I mean, the Cavs are in a similar situation. So, like, I don't I mean we don't follow Cavs news, but are they looking for a coach? Are they? No, no, they they're keeping they're keeping uh, they're keeping
2: Bickerstaff. They feel good about Bickerstaff. I think that you know, the thing I like about him is again, players seem to like him, and he's not super well. He's he's kind of a little bit quieter. He's a, he got the players to play a little bit better after. Uh, beeline left he seems to have a good relationship with the general manager listen the I mean, Cavs are in a very similar situation they have a little bit of hope and not a lot of expectations so you know but I think the thing that Gilbert could do JT shout out to your boy uh, I think the thing <laughs> that Gilbert could do is just stick with him for as long as possible give him three to five years I mean Truthfully, I don't think Bigger Steph ever really got a fair shot at, uh, at, at in Memphis. He's still pretty young. The players seem to like him. I would just keep with him. And, and if he's bad yeah. next year and he's bad the year after and he's getting a little incrementally better, w- firing him and bringing in somebody who's like – that's not necessarily going to do it. If you think about teams like the Bucks, you think about teams like the Raptors, you think about teams like the Golden State Warriors. What they did was they got good players. They got to a certain, they got as far as they possibly could on either to the playoffs or on the cusp of the playoffs. And then they realized we've got the team in place. Now we fire the coach. Now we bring in Steve Kerr. Now we bring in that big gun coach. And now we go to that next step all the way to the championship. But both the Cavs and the Knicks are so freaking far away from that point that they don't need to worry about that they just need to collect talent gardener that talent strengthen that talent foster that talent get keep getting picks keep getting good players bring everything to be a little cohesive in-house and then worry about getting a coach that can really take them to the next level in five years
0: that would be my advice got we got to put some like like movie music behind that I, that, that was that great was, uh, yeah we'll get some of the, the titans yeah. uh, <laughs> little i'm spunky when it comes Kestrel, to KS, uh, yeah. You got a little Hans man. Zimmer back there. This yeah. Um, I and feel I, it. And you know what? You're absolutely right. And I think as Knicks fans, we just also need to understand that the Knicks were starting a rebuild when Phil Jackson was there. It was happening. And since the KP trade, we have now started back at square one. So it's just when you say like three to five years, things like that. It's just the Knicks, we do this. We start it, we do it for about two years, and then we, we screw it up. That, that's just like the classic Knicks where we always talk about on this cast about when to pull the trigger and when to make that move. We always do it way too early, and we end up with guys like Keith Van Horn and Eddie Curry for a year, and then we're just a disaster, and we're kind of like always around, maybe making the playoffs, maybe not. Then we're in cap trouble, and then so we'll see. I, I, I'm I'm liking RJ a lot. I don't know what it is with this time off. I'm just like I'm the biggest RJ Barrett fan. All of a sudden, yeah, I, 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 I think of a jersey. I yeah, <laughs> I, I just don't want to give why.
1: James Dolan any more of my money.
0: Um, yeah, well, I don't I don't want to do that today. We've had too good of a cast for us to bring up James Dolan. <sighs> Man,
1: it's you know me. what's interesting? Yeah. I saw a list today <laughs> of the wealthiest owners in the NBA, and he's not even like in like the top. Oof, can I can I guess so can I guess
2: the top five?
1: No, he's uh, it's uh. No, let me I let mean, me Steve get, Let me number one. I was gonna guess Steve Ballmer. Worth like fifty billion dollars, yeah, and then oh, everyone yeah. else is in single digit billions. But
2: so who? I... Ballmer, Cuban. Hold on, let me guess. Ballmer, Cuban.
1: Cuban's not even in the top. He, yeah. He's not even in the top. 10 I'll players. tell you
0: what. You know why Dolan's not on that list? You know how much money he's spending he won't on sell spheres. The team. <laughs> no spheres man He's building spheres
1: That's the Every billion he has Goes into making these spheres
0: Oh man uh,
1: Yeah so this, like yeah, Steve, God, Steve Ballmer 51 billion dollars is worth Then that,
0: that Microsoft stock is soaring Seriously
1: Then Joseph Tsai for the Nets At 9.7 Mickey Arison 7.8 Carnival Cruise Lines coming at you the Nug and Cranky, Cronky, hmm. Denver Nuggets. So yeah, they, he's not even Cuban's not even in the top top five.
0: If he sells the Knicks, he could up That's that. That's the thing. Yeah, sell. So, uh, yeah, if, uh, there you go. Up that if checking. If someone sells the
1: Knicks, they'll bump
0: him up there. You think he has Bank of America? He's probably a Ch- Citibank guy, New York.
1: Did he uh, sell the stadium to a yeah.
0: bomber? Yeah, Cuban's number ten. All right. All right. That's right. crazy. God, this is so much money, stupid. Oh man! Well, what else? You got, so, You guys got anything else on your minds? You should we
1: do just a quick preview of our next of next week? Uh, yeah, for people to tune in if they.
0: I mean, not to throw shade on Roger. I mean, great
1: guest, one of our
0: one of our favorites, the oh, best well. guest. Whoa, <laughs> I would say. Friend of the Who's show. coming? Uh, Roger's audio is a little low. I can't, I can't tell. Who's I, coming? I was just, oh, who's coming? Said- <laughs> who's coming?
2: I'm excited. I'm like a fan. I want to know.
0: Let's, Marcus, I mean, let's hear it. Uh, yeah, so
1: pulled a couple strings and sent some emails, and we have Gary Vaynerchuk joining the cast on our next episode. So uh,
0: Very excited.
1: Jason, huge we- fan.
0: <laughs> Huge. I mean, I've always been. And what's kind of funny is that both of us at some point have worked at Vader Media ad agency. So that was kind of for me, that was like my introduction to who I didn't know who Gary Vaynerchuk was. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked. It's going to be exciting. We're we're going to ask him the tough questions <laughs> here on Let's Talk. Nails. The hard hitting questions, what everybody <laughs> wants to
1: know. If you have uh, questions you want to ask him, feel free to. Tweet at us, leave a comment. Tweet at us at Let's Talk Nicks What do you think you guys? I are want to see. Talk
0: yeah, I, I want to hear that plug, man. I, I thought you were going for it on Instagram
1: <laughs> at Let's underscore Knicks. Nope. <laughs> you Let's underscore tw- Talk want, underscore Knicks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's usually uh, not my thing. that's usually. It. Well, yeah, you, hey, listen. You <laughs> can tweet at us at Let's Talk Nicks or on Instagram at let's underscore talk underscore Nicks. Any questions for Gary Vee? Uh, yeah, I really stoked for this interview, though. Uh, got to ask him a lot of questions when it co- I mean, we've been talking about Nick's branding, needs some help. We think it's more of a basketball problem. Really curious to see what he thinks. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. The, episode 40. Next time, we got 39 here. We're really excited. Roger, I want to thank you first for being on the show and tricking us into joining one of your happy hours. This has been a great happy hour.
2: Thanks so much for, uh, for having a happy hour with me. I really appreciate always a good it. Always time.
0: Uh, fellas, cheers. Marcus, I mean, always a pleasure. This has been episode 39. Be sure to listen to episode 40. With special guest Gary Vaynerchuk, this has been Let's Talk Knicks. We'll talk to you next time.